Welcome to the Smart Driving Cars podcast. We appreciate you taking the time to be with us. This edition is sponsored by the Smart ETFs, Smart Transportation and Technology ETF, symbol MOTO. For more information, head to MOTOETF.com. I'm Fred Fishkin, along with the Faculty Chair of Autonomous Vehicle Engineering at Princeton University, Alan Kornhauser. Hi again, Alan. Hey, hi, Fred. And joining us is Ken Pyle, Managing Editor of VOD View and producer of VOD TV, who brings a lot of insight to mobility issues and transportation. Thanks for jumping on with us, Ken. Hey, thank you, Fred and Alan. Hey, Ken. Nice to have you again. Thank you. We're going to start out at the top of the latest Smart Driving Cars newsletter and a piece by Timothy Lee for ARS Technica titled, Why Hasn't Waymo Expanded Its Driverless Service? Here's my theory. An interesting article, Alan, that puts forth a, a variety of possible explanation scenarios to start with. Yeah, I think Timothy put up, you know, a lot of, um, you know, uh, straw uh, suggestions up there, uh, realizing that uh, none of those was really going to break the camel's back. But of course, he had his and his uh, particular spin on it that he thinks uh, the reason. And and uh, yeah, I think it's it, it's really interesting because uh, you know uh, before the pandemic, I I had sort of put together this little graph of um, you know the number of vehicles that uh, that Google Waymo uh, went you know down to the the local um, car dealer and bought you know they bought like you know two or so in uh, in 2009 and then they bought uh, I don't know 20 or so in 2011 and then they made about 200 of them uh, you know in about 2013 14 and then they went out and um, bought 2000 Pacificas, I think, I don't, I've forgotten the date, but you know, somewhere around 2015, 16. And then they go out and they, they buy or put in an order for, I don't know, what was it, 60 or 68,000 more Pacificas and then 20,000 uh, Jaguars. And, you know, you plot this thing up and it's boom, 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 a perfect straight line with even a little little hockey stick starting on 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 that. And you say, oh, my goodness, you know, a hockey stick is starting on, you know, how where what are they going to do with them? They're going to have to put them all over the darn place. They're going to have to. And 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 of course, you know, it's just looks like that in semi log. So it means it's a hockey stick on a hockey stick. Oh, my goodness. I mean, this stuff's going to go nuts. And so, uh, you know, here I was projecting this big bubble and, uh, you know, whatever. And then all of a sudden, boom, the thing, you know, (laughs) flat lines. It's as if, you know, you're you're in the uh, you're in the intensive care unit and all of a sudden your heart monitor goes beep, (laughs) you know, and you're, whoa, what the hell is going on? And um yeah, there is the pandemic, uh, but I think uh, you know Timothy. Timothy pointed out some very good things there. Um, well, his conclusion seems to focus on Chandler, Arizona, um, and that not being a challenging environment enough. At least that's the that's my take uh, on well, it. Well, that's he, not he's, the he's take quoting, I could. Well, talk. he's quoting Cruz, uh, uh, Kyle Voigt, uh, vote from Cruz, and from a blog post. 
talking about testing in San Francisco, and that's so much more difficult and therefore better, better for working out problems. And he seems to think that I, I poo poo all those things. I, I poo poo. I poo poo that. I mean, what he says is is it's not a market for for what Waymo is offering. I think is is what his conclusion. At least that's what I read into it. And it's it's not that it's not tough enough. It's the easiest place in the world you could try to do it. Besides, you know where they tried it first, which is in Nevada, where there's nothing but sand or something, right? Well, I see. He seemed to question: Are they are they are they are they learning enough from just being in Chandler that don't they need to be in in a tougher environment? I, I would argue no. I would argue no. The the issue that we aren't doing this for our manhood here. We aren't doing this so that we can be the, you know, the superior being on the, uh, you know, in the in the universe. We're we're doing this to move people, I think. But and, the other and, point and, that you are making, and, and he makes as well, is that maybe there aren't just aren't enough people in Chandler in that area. No, 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 no. I, I don't. I don't make that argument either. I just say say Chandler isn't a market for what this thing is supposedly for. It is it is the best place to me. I don't know best. Essentially, the best place uh, to be able to to show that the thing works somewhere. Okay, somewhere where there are some people. I think they can show that it works. You know, in the desert, nobody there. Great. You know, why who? You know, at least there's some people and, and, you know, my view of Chandler, which may not be completely accurate, but my view of Chandler is that it is, you know, this nice four seasons. Well, you know, as long as you don't take 120 degrees in the summer to be, oh, my goodness, what the hell are we doing here? But, you know, um, you know, four seasons flat, you know, wide streets, nothing but nice white people all over the place. I mean, it's like lovely. It's, it's almost no challenge, almost no challenge. It is a challenge. It is a challenge because you have to have these things work well, essentially all the time, you know, and it's not this, oh my goodness, we're going to get it to work everywhere. Get out of here. I mean, you know, the, the, the society so what, of automotive your- engineers were so bad in putting out this concept of level five everywhere. Get out of here. I mean, my car doesn't go everywhere because, you know, I can't, even though the commercials, as I like to say, show people driving Land Rovers or something or BMWs or who knows what up the Great Wall. Get out of here. Well, the question he's posing is why haven't they expanded the service? So what's your, what would be your take on that then? Uh, because there's nobody there that wants to take it. There's not a market there. I mean, look at it. I mean, again, Fred, I, I, you know, people chide me for using the elevator analogy. I still love the elevator analogy. Okay. If I want to get to the, call it the eighth floor of a building. Okay. Man, I am so glad that the guys and the gals that designed and built that building and those that are paying rent on the eighth floor were bright enough to put an elevator in there and pay to put that elevator in there because my option to get to the eighth floor 
is a stairwell. Yipes. So when you when you when I walk in the door and try to decide how am I going to go to the eighth floor, let's assume that Hamilton Jewelers is up there and I'm going to go buy all kinds of jewels for my wife or something like that. You know, am I going to use the stairwell or the elevator? Ken, help me out here. Well, I have to wonder if it's they're testing in Chandler is really about the technology. I mean, clearly it is, right? No, the more no, they drive, no, no, or is, no. it, is it about gaining the information, gaining the knowledge of the experience? What experience do they have to create? Sure. No, the, I, get yeah, the you, you can learn a lot. You can get it to work. You, you look, you can either be Frank Sinatra and say, if we do it in New, if I can do it in New York, I can do it everywhere. Or maybe you just want to go to Peoria or Chandler and get it to work there and work your way up. Right. You know, and, 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 you but, know, but it I, seems like the experience part of it is going to be more important maybe than the technology because you have, ultimately you have to get people to want to use it. Right. Well, ultimate, no, well, yeah, but it shouldn't be a toss up. You should find a market like mm-hmm. that elevator in that building in which it's a slam dunk. I'm taking that sucker. Okay. I'm not walking the steps. So what do you have in Chandler? You have a bunch of people that live there. I suspect they bought their houses there only because they had cars. Okay. They, they had to, because otherwise if they don't, I don't, we'll talk about Valley transit again. I don't think, I don't think I would rely on Valley transit to get anywhere. Right. So of course the, 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 the deck is, is loaded. It's loaded to people that have cars, okay? So then all of a sudden, Waymo shows up. Oh, look, fancy schmancy. I got this. Deep learning, LIDARs. And people say, hey, I just want to go over there. And I, and I look at, at what you're offering to get me to the eighth floor in Chandler versus what I have in, in, in the driveway versus what Valley Transit is offering me, which is, oh my goodness. And which do I pick? Which would you pick? I'm gonna use my car. Oh, sure, I'll go try the little Waymo thingy. Oh, geez, wasn't that fun? That was like a, a ride at the park. Do I wanna do that every day? No. Oh man, I want to go and and then I want I want Alan and Fred to invite me onto onto the Smart Driving Guard podcast because I wrote it many times and I I was able to trick it. You know, you're sure. you're right. You're you, you know we have a huge if you have a car you have a huge fixed cost right that you're going to have regardless. So fixed why do you do an alternative? Fixed cost right. hell. It's sitting there available twenty four seven right out of my kitchen. Right. I mean it's almost sitting on my dining room table. And you're already paying for it, right? I mean the marginal oh, cost is a, but, take a gasoline, but they, right? But these folks are these folks are reasonably well to do. They they don't care about paying for it. They never right. they. Never mind. I, you know, I'm of course. So here, Waymo comes in there. Here, I have this. I have this little gizmo that has lidars, bidars, widears, deep learnings. Come ride my system, okay? <sighs> Ends up looking like the stairwell compared to the elevator that's in my driveway. 
So of course nobody's, oh yeah, it was nice. You're so very good. Oh, you're such good. Oh, did you go to Princeton? Oh my goodness, you're so lovely. Okay. There's no, there's not a market there. Okay. And I'll, I'll argue, okay, sure. Now we're going to go and do what Voigt says. Let's go to, let's go to San Francisco. Same thing exists there. Okay. They got Bart. They can't beat that. And anybody who, anybody who's on a, and, and now I'm going to take people to the airport. Who goes to the airport? It's people who don't pay for the ride. They have their companies or somebody else paying for the ride. So what does the stairwell look like in competition to the elevator going to the airport? It's a black limousine in which, you know, they've always worked on there and did it do and had their phones and da da dee, but da da and sip champagne and who knows what else. Guess what? You have trouble competing with them there too. Okay, plus it's like hard. You haven't even gotten it. I mean, you sort of got it to work in Chandler. Okay, and how well is it working for GM in, in, in San Francisco? What's the meantime between failure and so on and so forth? What happens if they put that stuff out there without, without a, 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 a driver looking over what's going on? They're going to have somebody telling them that's, that has probably a remote kill button that's ready to put it on a hook and take everybody, just like Waymo's doing it in, in, in Chandler. And it's happening how often? I don't know. An order of magnitude more than it happens in Chandler, even if it's just twice more, even if it's just same more. Not ready, maybe not ready for that. And I'm going to not put it out at 65 miles an hour or who knows, 70 miles an hour on whatever with all the like, you know, there are no California crazies out there. Of course not. But, you know, come on, this is tough. And so I think, if you I look- think Timothy pointed out that there seemed to be that anecdotally anyway, more vehicles, more Waymo vehicles being spotted in San Francisco as well. I'm sure they're testing. I mean, it's been it's been it's been the common thought in with everybody. The common thought was originally is that that it would be only for the ones going to the airport that are whatever sipping their cocktails and on their phones and and lottie dying. I don't, okay, I mean, when when the chairman of 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 Daimler uh, came onto the stage at CES five years ago or whenever that was in the F one five zero whatever you know <laughs> that was only that was aimed at the one percenters. Okay, it's kind of fun once or twice, but if the one percenter sits there and compares it to having you know a black car or whatever available to them to the D with you know who knows what else and so on, you know at best this thing is gonna is going to come up to the one percenter to, to the black car or the limousine or the stretch or the whatever. Okay. And so, and so, you know, again, that's not the market. And of course, you know, I say all this because of course I'm pushing what I think is the market, 
what I think is the market where, where the stairwell is competing with the elevator horizontally is in places where the people don't have cars. Now you have two places to go for people that don't have cars. One is Manhattan. Don't go there. Okay, please don't even try. They got a subway. Don't even go there. Forget about it. Okay, you're going to get killed. Okay, you're not going to be frank. All right. But other places like Trenton's. You know, I suspect, though, that the Chandler's in the world, and I'm not that familiar with the Phoenix area, but any place where there's suburbs and you need a car, the people that whatever it is, 15, 20% of the people that have hard time, they don't have access to the car for, you know, because of their income level or because of their ability yeah. or whatever. I mean, that exists in these neighborhoods, right? It exists here in yeah, San Jose. So it exists they in San Jose. They, they didn't move there. Uh, they well, they were go, here. They didn't go live there and they got out of there as far as fast as they possibly could. Uh, well, and then when, when all the folks who had cars came in there, they redlined them and made sure they left. Uh, not in Silicon Valley. I would contend that there's people well, living here that are the yeah, cooks no, and so I, forth. I, and they need to get around, right? They no, need no that I agree. I yeah. absolutely agree. But all you have to do is all you have to do is go to the census files and go look at where are the zero and one one car households. Okay, that's all you need to do. You can go and look at Chandler. I should never ask a question unless I know the answer. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure so what I the, won't yeah, ask right. the question and somebody's yeah. going to write but, in, oh, uh, man, Cornhouser, you don't yeah, know what the hell you're talking about. But I'm just thinking the, the fact okay. that they have a transit system that probably isn't, you know, it's very different. It's for those people, but it's not probably doing a great job of getting them from one spot to the other, right? I of, mean, course, I of course, the transit system isn't. Right. There isn't one that's doing a good job of that, except for maybe in New York, except for maybe the express bus services out of Jersey and, and Connecticut to New York and, 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 uh, and, and New Jersey transit on, on the choo-choo and, North, uh, and Metro North and, and Long Island Railroad and maybe maybe uh, the, the Chicago uh, L and maybe also um, um, uh, BART and, uh, and, um, and the Washington Metro. But beyond those guys, I mean, it's like, and because there isn't, there isn't good mobility, people leave these places and, and they and get you have gentrified to be able- with, with people with cars. And so what exists out there, people, <laughs> you know, the elevate the, the, the stairwell competing with this elevator is like, you know. Well, has- that's why I found that Valley Metro study with Waymo so interesting because it seems like it's a good bridge. Yeah. This is a good time to jump into that. You, you've put together some thoughts on this session that was held the end of the week, which was titled driving the future of transportation. And this was on the, the Valley Metro Waymo AV mobility on demand project. Tell us about it. Well, I hadn't heard that they were doing this at the Valley Metro, which as I understand it is the transit agency for the greater, you know, Phoenix area or whatever. Um, they had gotten a grant, I guess, with the uh, with the FWA, I believe it was some federal transit agency. Yeah, federal federal yeah. transit. FTA. I think it was a two hundred fifty thousand dollar grant to, yeah. to study this in conjunction with Waymo. Where yeah, the, Waymo, uh, the uh, Arizona State University, I think. Right, the they're the ones kind of collecting the data and, yeah, yeah. and and looking at it from a holistic standpoint. 
And um, I, I think it was interesting because uh, I think ultimately where it's going is, is kind of some of the ideas we discussed earlier in the week about this idea of how can you um, use maybe some kind of last mile transit to drive traffic uh, to maybe your traditional bus systems and I th- or light rail, whatever it is. And it seemed like that's kind of where they're going to provide, you know, more frequent Uber-like, you know, service. And one of the things that came out in the presentation uh, it, it seems like it was a very small sample size. Um, they were serving people. I think they have something called Ride Choice or something now that's kind of a dial-a-ride service for uh, certain certain people, and they they have you know kind of the paratransit type stuff. And so I think this was helping some of those folks. And they were targeting low income and people without cars with this service, but it was still very you know it's like a maybe not even the first inning right of where we are in the thing. But I. I but I think there were still some interesting results. Go sure. ahead, Alan. No, no, yeah. I, 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 th- and I think what they're doing is fine. The problem is, is that the buses really don't go anywhere. Oh, sure, they go downtown. Okay, great. But, but I think that the, that the folks who, who, who really want to go, they want to go a lot of different places. And people say, well, the, the system has to go to the airport. The people without cars and the people with one car don't go to the airport. Right. Okay. They want to go to their jobs. Okay. They, they, they want to go to their jobs. They want to go to their church or their synagogue or what or, or their mosque. Okay. They, they they want to go, they want to go, you know, grocery shopping. They want to go to Walmart, maybe. Okay. Holy heck, Walmart is is so car oriented. It's it's you know, whatever. See a parking. Uh, my goodness, uh, you know, they, they don't have a chance to get there. And, and, and those that don't have a car are really stuck. Okay. And, it, and, and so in a sense where, where Waymo should go, I argue, is they should first look at, the, at what the auto ownership rates are and go to the places in which people don't happen to own cars other than New York City. And if you go there, then all of a sudden the Waymo service is bound to look like, oh my goodness, it's 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 the next coming. It is so great compared because these people, they look at their other way to get anywhere as being that stairwell. Okay. And and valley and because you look at Valley Metro. How often does it come? Where does it really go? A bunch of, a couple stops. When? What, what would happen if I have to go at two in the morning? What happens if I'm working the night shift? What happens if I'm a cleaning person having to go and clean something after? I mean, whereas now you bring out a Waymo service, it's gotta look like, oh my goodness. I just well, have to walk down here and I get in, I get in the elevator, it takes me up the eighth floor, I get out and I forget about it. Are you kidding? I don't want to know about LIDAR, Schmidars, whatever, Apple Play, ba-da-da-da-da. I don't even want to know, know whether it's driverless or not driverless. If it takes me directly to where I want to go and it's there when I want to go and basically have to wait a maximum, I don't like to say five minutes or something. Oh, man, it looks like compared to the way I have had to go. Why? So, because I don't have a car. And if I have a car, whew, the whole thing changes. 
the market. So one choice. of the things in their survey, um, the ride choice, they surveying the ride choice people, and these are people who need a serve a service, right? They don't have a car. And in the pre-survey or during the uh, uh, post-survey, really, 83%, almost 93% says I'd like to have Waymo service available as a regular and permanent ride choice option. Well, of course right? they so, would. They're yeah. looking at a stairwell as the competitor. Right. right. Yeah. Well, and ride choice, it's whatever the Valley Metro is putting out there today, right? Which is which some is kind of style ride. It, yeah, it's a stairwell. And, and that was generally... Quick. I mean, you know, I mean, it's not even close. I but think. I think it... It kind of proves your point, though, as far as giving a choice to people who don't have a car. And they found, you know, I think data that is kind of reinforcing some of the thoughts you have. Now, granted, it may not be in a place where there are necessarily the population has as many people who don't have a car, but they are sampling those kinds of people. If you you go to Chambersburg, you go to the North Ward of Trenton, you have row houses, you have density, you have a and you have people that don't have cars. And my goodness, talk about they've been in quarantine all their lives to be to basically maintain their lives within a walk distance. Okay, and all of us, in other words, go up maybe to the second floor to the third floor. They've never seen the eighth floor. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, I'm I'm. I'm 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 overdoing it a little bit, but it's clear there is no market right now for a brand new who knows what has you know technology for mobility in Chandler. Essentially none. Okay, there are the onesie twosies and the people that would do da 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 and so on. Yes, whatever. Okay, but that's not it. San Francisco. They've decided just to hop on, on in downtown San Francisco to hop on 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 BART or hop on the on the streetcar on, on Muni or something like that. And there are a lot of opportunities in this in between the center and these Chandlers that surround all of our cities. That's the sweet spot for this. This is where the folks I think or many of the people that have ended up who can't afford a card. Ended up, ended up living. There's, you know, they don't tend to have garages. If they have a car, they park it on the curb out out front of the street in front of their row house or their duplex, triplex or whatever. They they aren't the the yuppies. What do they call yuppies these days? Uh, You know, millennia or whatever. You know, they aren't, they aren't the Princeton grad who just, you know. But I think it also points to each market is different, right? Like here in Silicon Valley, we have a divide that is a geographic divide where we have all the houses on one side of the valley, all the jobs on the other. So even though it's, you know, quote unquote, dense and suburban, you need a car to get from one side to the other. And if you don't have that car, you can't get to your job. Right. So, I mean, right, it's right. needed because, here because, because there's spread, spread across, right. across and, and maybe a, 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 a linear bus will eventually get you there. We'll yeah, by the time then you have to go back home because your day is over. I mean, <laughs> I mean, you know, it's like goofy. Whereas yeah. if you can provide the 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 origin to destination on demand service, a service that is oriented to where I am, where I want to go, when I want to go. To try to do that with a bus, with a bus driver, 
apparently cannot be done because we've been trying to do it for at least a hundred years. Okay. And very bright people have been in the business and tried to make it work and they can't. Okay. Why? Because, you know, because you have this, this driver and you have to pay this driver a living wage so that they can feed, so that the driver can feed his or her family and send their, as I like to say, send their kids to Princeton. Okay. So one of the other interesting things, um, because I, you know, obviously I have, have the same view as you do as far as, you know, need to get to, you know, autonomous future where we're sharing rides and so forth, if we really want to yeah. make an impact. But one of the things in the, um, uh, sort of survey that I found interesting, I don't know if you saw this slide, the willingness to ride in a self-driving car alone and, it pre-survey, and again, these are small samples. It says N equals 50 and post-survey N equals 39, but it was about 68% were willing to do so. And it went up to maybe 71% at post-survey. And I just have to think that this is the kind of thing that, that Waymo is, is taking into account. And I, I have to think that in the background, Waymo is at some point is going to come out with a vehicle that addresses a lot of the things they're learning. And, you know, just, you know, and, and and that's maybe that may address that question of, well, why aren't they rolling it out everywhere? Well, because they're still figuring out what everything has to be. Yeah. But I, I think, I think they're, they're bumping up into, you know, if you, if you look at the classic university, look at mobility and, and, you know, Washington TRB type of papers, you know, you have, you, you basically do a, a quality of service comparison and you'd like to have people have choice and all this stuff and, and, you know, like to have a ability to be either have Cheerios or Rice Krispies or something like that, but they're both cereal, you know, and whatnot there. I don't think that this is where this should play at the beginning. It should find the place in which it is substantially better than the competition. It can't be substantially better than the competition in Chandler. Why? Because the competition is a car that I can afford, that I can drive. And man, you know, I'm doing this just for kicks. I'm not really doing it because, hey, my utility is absolutely maximized by a lot if I do that, okay? So therefore, I have to fight for a customer, all right? And the same thing, I have to fight for a customer in, 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 uh, in San Francisco, and I really do have to fight for a customer to go to the airport, because there, in terms of my objective function that I look at in terms of mobility, the folks that are going to the airport, they're not paying for that. Okay, somebody else. So the cost of it is immaterial. All right. And it's all about, you know, some vision or who knows what and do, 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 da, 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 da. And so maybe, you know, Waymo may have a chance to go out and compete with them if they put in enough glitz and whatever and, and put enough lipstick on the pig and whatever and, and do it. But man, they got to work hard. But there is a set of customers waiting out there that have been left behind by the automobile. They have, their lives are really apparently, I, I hope I'm right, 
I think, have been substantially um, um, not made as good as they could be because they don't have an automobile. Either they don't want to drive, they can't drive, they whatever the reason, it almost doesn't matter, okay? Which reason? And all of a sudden, you have this thing that isn't quite as good as having an automobile that can now give you mobility. And I think there, you know, it is where the, that, that elevator analogy really is. My alternative is really a stairwell and you're going to grant me an elevator. So if, any, if Waymo wants to know whether or not anybody wants to ride alone, they can just go to any tall building and interview anybody riding elevators, okay? All right, because when you're in the elevator, you have no idea as to whether or not there's a LIDAR, SHMIDAR, radar, BADAR, deep learning, whatever, big data, in that thing, right? You've become accustomed to it for some reason and you just use it, okay? And, and elevators don't say, oh, we're doing this because the stairwell is unsafe. No, actually the elevator may be more unsafe than the stairwell, I don't know, but you know, it's not safety. I mean, Waymo has in there as their promotional item, the thing that they want to do is safety. Right. I mean, what did somebody just come out of Washington, DOT, TRB <laughs> and say, oh, safety, or, you know, you want to do, you've got to be safe. Well, that's a minimum requirement, okay. as you say, right? It's, I mean, it's, it's a minimum requirement. Yeah. It's not a thing to make it. You're not, you can't make this thing safer than I drive when I pay attention. You know, if that's your objective, I mean, give the money back to the investors. Okay. You can make it safer than when I drive because it's not going to misbehave. Right. And, you know, Fred knows I misbehave. <laughs> I've driven okay. with you too. So, yeah. I... Yeah. You know, and that's, <laughs> that's its advantage. And right. it should just take that and say, fine. Okay. Well, Alan, what you're, what you're saying is really what you've been saying all along. Find where the real need is and provide a service. In other words, where you have a real advantage in, in, a, in a choice process in which, you know, you have A or you have B. Okay. Well, and, and you say, and you compare them out. And from your perspective, everybody's rational. Everybody makes a decision based on rank ordering and picking from the top. Now, may not look like a rational decision for me, from my point of view, because um, what the hell? I mean, what the hell? What's important to you, man? You're weird, okay? But from them, no. How else do people make choices? You know, there, there isn't a, you know, a dice being thrown or coins being flipped in one's brain, okay? Anytime you're faced to go left, go right, you, you know, but hey, left. Why? Because you think instantaneously that left is the right thing for you. Not done any other way. Are you going to take your car? Are you going to take the elevator or, t or take the stairwell? 
well, you know, you have to be really weird. I mean, well, there are some people who want to get in shape and, you know, instead of buying a Peloton, they run steps. I love you. You know, you save money. Great. I think that's great. I don't think you're irrational. I think that's beautiful. Okay. You know, but how many of those folks are there? You know, 10 to the minus 22. Well, we're going to stop the elevator for a second. (laughs) We'll be back with more. But first, this is a good time to remind you about our sponsor, the Smart ETFs, Smart Transportation and Technology ETF, symbol MOTO. To get more info, head to MOTOETF.com. On their website, look for the white paper. It's called the Smart Transportation Revolution. It's under the Insights and News tab. Great information there to help you make informed decisions about investing ETFs can be a smart way, as you may know, to spread risk with investments and focus on a particular category of stocks. The site, again, is MOTOETF.com. We're back with more of the Smart Driving Cars podcast with our guest, Ken Pyle. Alan, from the newsletter, the headline, GM CEO Mary Barra wants to sell personal autonomous vehicles using Cruise's self-driving tech by 2030. She made the comments apparently during the company's earnings call on Wednesday. Doesn't make you happy to hear that. (laughs) Well, no, I, you know, she can say that and it, you know, it can be a pump and dump for stock or something. I don't know to pump it up or because somebody, you know, might think that I, I just don't think that they are going to get to a point in which the technology to, I'm assuming this. This I think she even said level five or something. I mean, yeah, level five. Level five is everywhere. I mean, Waymo is is struggling in Chandler. <laughs> Do you know how far from everywhere Chandler is? Okay, and and so I mean, really, she's going to put on the market to sell a vehicle to me that is going to just be able to go everywhere, even somewhere, all by itself. Well, it doesn't address the issue that you bring up all the time as to who's responsible for it. Well, she's going to have to be responsible for it. Me responsible for it? Are Are you joking? I'm not there to watch over it, to make sure it doesn't go like nuts? I'm going to buy that. It's probably a subscription service or something where they have to maintain it for you or something like that. Right. Well, she's going to have, she, she, but in the end, if she maintains it for me, she owns it. She owns it. Right. Okay. If, if, if if she modifies it to do whatever she owns it, she owns it. The part of the beauty of the automobile system is they created, you know, a, a gizmo. Okay, that they put out in the market, they sell it to me, they collect the money, and they walk away. You know what, though, it's interesting with some of the like Musk's, I think, uh, actually owns the software, doesn't he? Doesn't uh, well, he can write software? So, yeah, I'm just thinking if they own the software, don't they own the responsibility of the car? Should yeah, they? I mean, obviously, well, I'm not a I lawyer, think so. but... of course, they own, I think they do. They can't, they can't look at me and say, hey, you sucker, you go get insurance. Now, maybe they can get 
you know, some legislators to then put laws that make me then buy insurance for this thing. But when I go to New Jersey manufacturers and I say, give me insurance for this thing, New Jersey manufacturers are going to say to me, how well are you going to maintain this, Alan? And I'm going to say, well, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, that's going to be a tough, dis- That's. I mean, I'm going to see a, a, a number that is like, are you kidding? Just to go out and and send the car to you, Ken, so so it can take you someplace, or it can take Fred someplace, or it can go. I I don't even know why I would send it out someplace. Really? Are you well, talking around so you wouldn't have to park and <laughs> pay for parking? Yeah. Talk, talk about well, owning the. Well, software. if I don't have to pay for parking, then I'm going to use the Waymo service to take me there and whatever, and I'm going to realize <laughs> that if if my car, if I. The, the argument getting back to the original thing, if they could go to a place where the people would actually really appreciate what they're bringing for because of the mobility they're delivering to, to them, not just the joyride or the, the super, you know, uh, virtual reality ride or crap or whatever they're trying to, to, to sell them and, and, sh- and show that it works. I might look over there and say, oh my goodness, you know, man, that stairwell really isn't bad. All I have to do is walk two steps and all of a sudden there's like a moving walkway on that sucker and it's like, and and it's like easy and I don't have to worry about it. I don't have to, I don't have to maintain it. I don't have to wash it. I don't have to, I don't have to insure it. And in fact, you know, if I let Ken hop in, I mean, you know, and it, I never have to touch the money. I don't even care. Boom. All of a sudden it then becomes really attractive. But if I try to do this in the beginning, I don't know. No wonder they're failing. We're talking about uh, uh, who owns the software, Ken. There, there's a piece in uh, Tesla Roddy headlined, Volkswagen says it can profitably sell a self-driving system for seven euros an hour. So <laughs> not per month, per hour. Alan, you had some well, comments. Uh, well, on I that. commented on that one. I, one, I uh, hope you can. I guess you can. Um, you know, it, I guess it's per hour in which, I mean, there's a little meter there that I turn it on, you know, and it's, how, and, it's and this is apparently what they, do they have a level four, I think a level four. I mean, they want to use those, those SAE things. <laughs> well, you, but it's one which I can hop in a back seat. Now, you know, question is I buy a Volkswagen. How much am I going to want to be in the back back seat, or how much do I really just want to be on my phone and not pay attention? Okay. <sighs> assume half of the time. Okay. All right. If you assume half of the time, I mean that's probably that would I would have to be one of the big bigger consumers of this thing. I mean they they've put cruise control. You have cruise control in your car, Ken? I do have cruise control, but do not automatic. It? I mean, I do, have cruise. do you do you use it? Uh, probably about three percent of my trips, right? There you so go. The okay. Freeway, how many? Right? How many did you say? Three. I'm guessing I, three. I, I yeah. Mean, three's pretty far away from fifty. Okay. Right. But you know, uh, Ken, how much you use your cruise control? You mean Fred? I, I mean Fred. Uh, yeah, I mean Fred. Yeah, very, sorry. very rarely. If I take a very long rare. trip I, on a highway, maybe I'll I use I use mine. 
probably 50% of the time because in Princeton, if you go more than nine miles over the limit, man, you are hosed. <laughs> you know, 20, 34 miles an hour, there's like a, a, a red line. On yeah, but don't you have a stop sign like every 500 feet or something? Uh, yeah, but <laughs> I understand. So, but I don't, yeah. So I t- I click it back. Don't get me to the, uh, don't get, don't get He's me. He's talking going about when he gets one. on okay. 295 or something. Okay. <laughs> okay. And on, on 295, I mean, you can't, you go, well, I guess during COVID, they, never mind. But I use <laughs> I use it. I probably uh, one of the biggest users, and I I doubt I use it fifty percent of the time. Okay, and if you if you travel, if you travel, you know, fourteen thousand miles a year, which is I don't know somewhere near the 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 average or median or whichever one of those metrics you want to use for driving why because seven divides into 14 with a two or something like that so that's why i use that one but but you kind of see that that what what you're gonna what this thing is going and and you use it when you go uh, it's called 70 miles an hour seven euro uh, you go 70 miles in one hour for seven euros so it's a tenth of a euro a mile okay and so um um you know that's kind of the uh, and you took it maybe seven thousand miles it's gonna you're gonna spend about the, the sort of the top end of the market might spend 700 per year okay but that's the top end of the market you've had to put the actuators the sensors, the the compute hardware into every one of the cars. That's a fixed cost up front, okay? For which you might get for the top end of the market a return that ends up looking maybe at 700 euros a year. It's tough to make, to, to say that you're being profitable at that level. Okay, simply because there are too many Kens and Freds out there that don't tend to use it, that it's not going to be there. And you can go through and say, hey, the life of the car is 12, 14, whatever number of years you want. But this thing gets propagated down over the different users. I mean, to use it 7,000 miles a year or is, is, or, you know, a hundred hours. Well, what is Musk charging now for the quote full self-driving? Uh, he charges ten thousand. Okay, no. I don't know up, if he's getting front. ten thousand for. I, well, I don't. They think, were they were talking about the charging by the month for that too. At some they're point. talking about charging by the month for that too, and how to charge for that by the month, and then they say that they're going to charge for the software by the month. Do you know what the variable cost of software is? Zero. Okay. All right. And I don't know how many folks are really charging very much for software by the month anymore. Okay. Yeah. You know, you can get your office 360 and so on and you buy it, you know, as a subscription and there, you know, and you certainly want to go to the subscription, but you know, um, Seven euros an hour uh, over the marketplace of the cars, and you're going to put this in supposedly all cars. I don't. I don't think the numbers work. However, if they do, 
I want to sign a contract with them right now and buy it. Well, I guess I'll he's assuming many, that the cost, as the many cost if, will come if down. in fact it is level four, which means I can use it as an autonomous taxi in Trenton, and it's going to cost me for the hardware suite seven bucks an hour. And that's seven bucks, I hope, an hour when it's actually in use, not when it's parked or being maintained overnight, right? Okay. Seven bucks, I'm saying euros a buck, okay? I, I know it's not. I don't even know what the exchange rate is, but it's something close to a buck. Seven euros an hour is half of the minimum wage. Well, not really. I consider 15 bucks to be a minimum wage. Half of the minimum wage. When it's being used, what kind of mobility service do you think I can put out there with a human in it at seven bucks an hour when it's moving. Uber's Uber. Nobody, nobody drives for Uber for that. Mom. Nobody, nobody. Okay. <laughs> Suddenly so you can provide transit for people. Then I provide transit. That, then, then I just do the Trenton mobility side. I put up the gigas, I put it out there, and I, you know, just sit there and wait for that. You, you when do I'm like sitting, that pop instead of paying when, a consultant, when, you do a pop-up uh, thing like that. I, you uh, know, I mean, train, I, right? really, if he can do that, I will sign the contract right now to buy every one of them that comes off of his line. Okay, if he gives me a Volkswagen, whatever the cost of a Volkswagen is pre-putting all the gizmos on there and all the software, then just seven bucks an hour for those gizmos and software. I'm buying every one that he can make. And I'm going to put that because it has to work. He's telling me that it's level four. That means it works. And in fact, he's going to guarantee it. Because he's the one responsible, he's the one that put it out there, and he's the one that I'm paying the seven bucks an hour for. Therefore, I don't have to take the insurance out on this stuff. And if the thing goes boom, it's his fault. Because that's what he sold me. That's that's what he put in that article. Alan, you're going to need an even bigger garage. <laughs> well, no, man. I, you know, if I can't raise the, uh, there, there are plenty. SoftBank's going to, I mean, or somebody, I, I, I don't know. I guess I can't be like Elon saying, hey, I got somebody to buy the stock. You just have to have, put blockchain in the in the pitch deck and then you'll get all the money you need. <laughs> no, so. no, I don't want to. No, no, it's, look, if I, honest to God, if he, if, if he can do that and he, he tells me he makes money, so I'm not taking advantage of him, okay? I know that I can provide enough, I can provide mobility out there that people will pay for and I'll become a rich guy. So do you think though the hardware, he's really going to do it? I mean, well, is I the hardware know. come to that I mean, point? Yet? I don't know. He's, who knows? I mean, this stuff that's written in some of these things, you, you just have to roll your eyes. But I'm, I, but, but, you know, fine. I'll take him at his word. Well, he's competing with Elon after all, right? <laughs> well, yeah, no, I'm take I'll take him at his word. I'll put it out there. 
And if Elon ends up putting it for 10,000 bucks in, in, in the, the full self-driving, you know, I'll buy the fleet from him. Because, you know, at, at 10,000 bucks front end for, the, for that, you know, it probably works out to, you, you know, amortize it over the time to, to do that. Da, 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 da. Might even be a little cheaper. Okay. Might even be cheaper depending on what productivity I can get out of the darn thing and things aren't just sitting around da, 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 da. but boy, I, I'll be able to put a pitch together that I'm going to become rich guy. Oh, would I love to become rich guy? <laughs> well, Alan, you do have a couple of words in there. We're taping this ahead of Saturday night live. You, you, you're, you're, you're wishing Elon Musk well in his host. No, of course. Game. I mean, I, I love Elon. I mean, Elon's look, Look, I mean, he's done great things. He just, you know, just he's, he's taking it. He, he's, this isn't that simple. But if it is, if it really is, if Volkswagen can make it available at seven bucks an hour, or if if uh, if Elon can make it available at ten thousand bucks front end, I'm a buyer. Okay, I want to be out there and I want to get the first of all of them that come out, I'll buy the whole production line. Because if I do this nationwide, I need 20 million vehicles. Okay. And they're claiming it works. So I won't say if it works. They're guaranteeing that it works. So I just accept it works. So when I bring it to, to, to Mountain View, or to Ken, Ken, it works. And Ken said, it works, man, I'm, I'm there. Perfect. I'm signing up. Where do I sign on the dotted line? I'll give you a good deal, Ken. <laughs> I think you already put some money down on a Model 3, didn't you, Alan? <laughs> yeah, a thousand bucks how many years ago. I don't know, whatever. <laughs> well, we have one more thing to mention yeah. before we go. Alex uh, Roy, our friend at Argo yeah. AI, yeah. in a recruiting post on LinkedIn this week, said, quote, Imagine joining Otis Elevator in 1900, but watching the 20th century happen 10 times faster. Now put that on wheels. And I thought when I read that, just look at the impact Alan has had. I don't, I don't know if I got it. I, I don't know if Alex, you know, picked that up for me or, or just came to the conclusion himself. I mean, you know, I think if uh, I've read a little bit about uh, about Otis and bringing out the elevator and, and and he's probably the Elon Musk of the day. I mean, he was he was a showman and he put and he had to be because he, he had to demonstrate the safety of elevators. Can you imagine people getting into elevators in 1900, 1920, 1940? You know, I mean, what's holding me up? What's pulling on this thing? Is the cable going to break? I mean, you know, they, it must have been all the same things that people hop in Waymo or now as driver. Okay. But there was an elevator operator in there that kind of said, cool it. And, you know, nice patronizing and whatever and welcoming and so on. I, I think if you go to Tiffany's in New York, maybe when they reopen, you know, maybe it doesn't exist anymore. The, the interest thing, thing, I, I just visit Tiffany's. I don't, I can't afford anything there because I'm not rich guy yet. Uh, but uh, you know, uh, you know, they, they they still have elevator operators. Or the last time I was there, which was probably twenty years ago, <laughs> they still had elevator operators in there. 
But of course, I guess the way the story goes is the elevators operators went on strike in, in 1945 in New York. <laughs> and it was probably more like, uh, it's what Reagan wanted to do with the air traffic controllers when they went on strike. Okay, don't let the door hit you in the butt, you know? <laughs> We're gonna do, I mean, I don't know how the air traffic controllers got back in there because you can do all that with software. Well, I shouldn't, I don't, they are working on that statement. Huh? <laughs> yeah, but they, they are in some of the Yeah, I know. I mean, right, I yeah. guess, you know, there are a lot of, uh, I don't, whatever. I don't want, I don't know enough about it. You should be able to do it with software. Okay. But, you know, I see that same thing. You go into Trenton, you create, you create areas where these things are, people get, get used to doing it but for the first at least year if not two years you 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 bite the bullet and you pay for the for the uh for the uh, attendance to be in the vehicles okay why because because the challenge is not to get the technology to work it's to get it's to do the socialization of the customer that the customer likes it, is it's comfortable with it, isn't anxious about it. it it's not a joyride. It's just like, you know, you want to get them to just get into elevators. <laughs> at, times, at times, <laughs> at times, I've gone into airport people movers, you know, and I walk in there. Where's the driver? Any driver here? There, 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 there's no driver here. And people sort of pull out their phones and they start down on nine one one. We got a crazy <laughs> here. We got a crazy here. You know, everybody is comfortable riding in an airport people mover without a driver. Why? Well, there had been some people out there make sure that they were comfortable in the beginning and so on and so forth. But, it, you know, those people ended up not doing much and so on and so forth. And in the end, did they do? They just get in, get out, did they do, go about their business. It's just like the elevator. Just like in 1945, 46, 47, they don't even notice that there's there's not an elevator operator there anymore. And if we hadn't gone through that, you know, we wouldn't have the tall buildings in Shanghai and every Chinese city. I mean, how could you do that without an elevator? And if you have to put an operator in there 24 seven, because I may have to go, I live on the 14th floor and I may have to go get a quart of milk at the 7-Eleven or Wawa around the corner. And you're gonna ask me to take the stairwell? I'm not paying the rent there. I'm not buying that condo. I'm going to Chandler where I can have my car, my front yard, my two car garage, four car garage, so this, whatever. This, uh, this reminds me of a, a very <laughs> current anecdote from yesterday. My son's back from college and it looks like he's going to be working at uh, your favorite uh, retailer that sends you gifts in the mail every day, I think, Alan. And so it's at a, big warehouse about eight miles from here yeah. in an area that isn't 
an area that you'd want to leave a 2006 Prius out in a parking lot where catalytic converters are stolen. And that was my first thought when he said, yeah, the shift is from three in the morning to eight in the morning or whatever it is. He has to get there at three in the morning. And that was my first thought. We have three people, two cars. And I'm thinking we're going to be down to three people, one car after the catalytic converter is stolen. But it gets to that point of if he had that option to have that on-demand thing, pick him up at 2.45, drop him there at 3, and pick him up later, that would be a game changer for us. And, you know, we're obviously not the target of what, you know, you're focused on. But, but, but No, but you are the target because you don't have enough cars to cover everybody. Okay. Uh, so sometimes we family. don't. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's, it's just one third instead of two thirds. And of course, it's, you, you, you look at... The, you look at those kinds of trips, you know, the demand at that time is really low. You got right. vehicles available. I mean, the marginal cost that you use in them is, is, is the cost of the electricity. Okay. Right. Which is what it's like nothing. Okay. So in fact, you know, these are the places that you should be looking at where, where the competition is really bad. You're going to get your catalytic converter cut out of your car. Right. I mean, which, which is a new California thing, right? Oh, I mean, huge. you know, I mean, a huge it's, problem. It's a huge problem because apparently yeah. they they figured out how to cut those suckers out and, like and, that. and hide, it's they're gone and, and they go sell them for. I mean, it's they used to steal, you know, uh, copper tubing. Now they're uh, stealing catalytic converters. I mean, I know I should just pay the two hundred fifty bucks to have a piece of metal put on, but I'm, oh, I haven't done it. No, really, I mean, people are doing that. I, I, that's what I yeah. hear. I mean, yeah. I, yes, I I I'm, I started a manufacturing company to do that and sell you one. No, I mean, <laughs> Can you have a delivery? Delivered to me via that, that, that retailer. Well, that's why we Next love day. having you on those stories like that, Ken. Thank well, you so much yeah. for, for taking the time. Yeah. Really appreciate it. Oh, well, thank you guys. Yeah. yeah. Always fun. And for more info, you can head to Viodi, V I O D I.com. Thank you also to our sponsor, the Smart ETFs, Smart Transportation and Technology ETF. The ticker symbol for the ETF is M O T O. And more information is available at MOTOETF.com. You can find us once again at SmartDrivingCar.com. Also on Anchor FM, Spotify, TuneIn, Apple, Google, Spreaker, SoundCloud, wherever you get your podcasts, basically. And you can get your smart speaker to play us, too. You can find my tech reports at Textination.com. I'm Fred Fishkin, along with Alan Kornhauser. Thank you for listening or watching. And please stay safe.